The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex. Two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow Podcast. We hope that you all have been well, soaking up the last few days and weeks of summer and ready to enter fall with a refreshed mind, body, spirit, just feeling all of the vibes. I know for me personally, I just love a fall moment. So like I'm about to really be in my element. I agree. I completely agree. And the summer, I think it's done what the summer needs to do. Yeah. So... I think everybody's welcoming fall with open arms. And it's no secret that we left you all on a cliffhanger because we had our own little summer hiatus as well Mm -hmm. that we really want to get into and chat more about because this was the first time we had ever really taken a break from the podcast. And a lot of people have questions for why did that happen? What was really going on? We kind of teased a little bit in our previous episode saying, you know, we're back and we're better, but <laughs> it would we, we would be remiss if we didn't actually bring you guys in on the journey of what was going on. Exactly. And it would be easier that way, too, yeah. if we just jumped right back in and kept on swimming and, you know, rowing our boat off into the horizon. So for us to take a pause and really a true pulse check mm-hmm. of what all has gone on, I think is the most on-brand thing we could actually do. I know. And the purpose of this episode is to really not be focused on oh my god like this is what's going on like this is the gossip this I is the knew tea they were gonna have some I tea. knew you can't live with your best friend <laughs> like we the, that's not the purpose of this episode the purpose of this episode is to show you all what it realistically looks like moving through conflict and moving through life life with community yeah. and what it looks like to be in support of your friend's evolution while also navigating your own evolution on your own and the good, the bad, the ugly yeah. of it all. Cause it's not cute. And 
you know, we talk about this lifestyle of what it really looks like being in flow. And we had to take some time away to really figure out what that means to us and who we even were outside of the podcast, outside of our friendship, outside of living together. Yeah. And so the irony too is so many of our episodes that we've done come into play. As, mm-hmm. And I'm sure y'all will pick up on that as we kind of rehash a little bit. So if you're cool with it, I say for our pulse check, we kind of jump into a little bit of a time machine and we take people back to really what was happening at the start of the year that got us to the place that we made the decision to take the summer hiatus. So y'all getting your little buckle up yeah, (laughs) into your little time machine with us. We are going to be driving you back to January of 2023. And need I remind you, Liv and I had already been living together for almost a year. We were about to hit our year anniversary. So there was already a lot we had done together. This is not us rehashing, just moving in with each other. This is now we had done what we had set out to do, which was to move in and really lean into the rebrand of the Black Girl Flow. Now we were really focused on pouring gas on the fire and just leveling up. So that was the mindset we were entering coming out of the holiday season. And we were about to just like full steam ahead. And then things start occurring and kind of, you know, both Liv and I were experiencing a lot of different things along that pathway. So we're going to kind of toggle on some of those major key moments for us and what kind of led to us you know, where we were in that very kind of pinch point tension mark um, moment in the summer. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Take us back. So January, we started off being like, we want to focus on more community centered things. We want more events and we want more cash flow. Correct. Those were the two things that we were going to focus on. Mm-hmm. I was going to be more of the events person. You were going to be focused on how can we get more brand deals mm-hmm. because we've been at this podcast game you know for a while and we've tried to not include any sort of ads to take it away from the experience to prove the organicness Mm -hmm. and now we're like okay it's time and Mm -hmm. so that was going to be your sector I my relationship with social media has changed a lot since the conception of the podcast (laughs) so much yeah and also not at all like that's Mm -hmm. the funny part yeah we're it's funny y'all as we're talking about this this isn't like rehearse so that you're gonna get like our real reactions from the timeline of things and what was going on from both of our perspectives so my relationship with social media has changed Mm -hmm. and I have grown to not like even being on social media Mm -hmm. for a while my whole shtick was I wanted to be a content creator I wanted to be known for my brand on social media and I was working towards that and I think when I realized within myself that I was kind of forcing things for views, it completely turned me off of social media, even though that was the space in which I had agreed to show up most in the podcast. And so is it fair to say too, your job was a level of taxing on that because mm-hmm. at the time, even though you were in it, working in account management, they were really leveraging you for your Gen Z skill sets. On Absolutely. Media. So you were getting just drained, kind of just. Yes. Sucked up. Yeah. So it was Not like for the things that you love to. Exactly. So it's like I would do it as a passion and then I also have to do it at work and then I also have to do it to grow 
our brand. And I just got to a point where I was like, I am not feeling this anymore. And I pivoted to being like, I want to be more community focused. In January, we were doing pretty well, I think, at hitting some of the things that we wanted to hit, which was newsletters, which was kind of creating um, more content on YouTube and things like that. February hit. That's kind of the first point of contention because it was Lexi's birthday and Lexi, if you listen to the podcast, she's someone that's like, don't even mention my birthday. Right. And initially, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm someone that's like, okay, if you don't want me to talk about your birthday, then like, we literally don't have to talk about it. I will not mention it. I'll act like it, you know, cause I'm like you. So the weekend of her birthday, I had made other plans with friends and Within those other plans, I ended up getting into this really awful car accident the night or technically the morning I was supposed to drive Lexi to the airport to go to Mexico. And the way that Lexi found out about the car accident was also very, I'm not sure if you can speak to whether traumatizing Mm -hmm. could be, you know, the word used for it because it was just very sudden and you had just kind of texted me being like, where are you? And then I had to call you and be like, Hey, I literally got into a car accident and I'm like freaking out. Mm -hmm. And so she came and got me from the car accident. Um, she ended up figuring and and it was right. Like at the same moment that you had to go to the airport as well. Yes. And for a week, like, I hope you're okay. Like, literally have to leave. I'm, like, sweating right now, y'all. If you're watching YouTube, don't even just ignore me. But I um, essentially was distraught. And that was how Lexi had to leave me before she went on vacation. When she came back from vacation, I had processed it, moved on. Because this isn't my, it wasn't my first car accident. Can you take me to go get a new car? Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. So she was like, girl, what in the world? So that was like the first thing Mm -hmm. I would say that happened. And what were some of your feelings around around that situation? Yeah, I think that was a tough time. What ends up I think when I end up coming back to you and you might have to remind me of the timeline. Mm -hmm. But the start of the year was just tough for me in kind of a multitude of ways. Um, I think I was really struggling just kind of going through periods of just like ups and downs emotionally, you know, nothing that I would say was extreme depression, but maybe some might even say seasonal. So I was already in a little bit of a lull. Mm -hmm. Um, and I ultimately ended up coming back to Olivia being like, I just, I'm blue right now. Like I'm not doing well. I'm not really present emotionally. So I think I tried being really communicative of how taxing a lot of those incidents were on me emotionally, mm-hmm. which is unheard of for me to do. Like for me to be, and something that lived in the past year we've learned really appreciates when I lead with my emotions or, you know, a lot of people, I'm not going to say it's vulnerable, but just communicates around the emotions of things rather than I've already processed the emotions by myself and I'm ready for resolution. We had kind of found a compromise in how, what was good for our relationship, which was doing that stuff together. So that week was just, just getting sucker punched because I was like what is going on 
like what you kind of all of the layers of what's going on with our friendship. Oh, I really feel like I can't rely on you. And also now I'm worried about you. Yeah. And then I had to leave and go on vacation with my boyfriend to celebrate like kind of Valentine's day and his birthday, my birthday and all of this. So it was just a whirlwind. It was a really crazy time. And when you got back from it, you were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) And I think to you, that was like a bit, I don't want to speak on like how you felt, but you probably felt like a bit gaslit because you're like, I know that there's no way that you could be fine after this. Yeah. And two, because one, it was almost exactly a year ago that the exact same thing happened. Mm-hmm. And I was the f- like one of the first people to see Olivia after a car accident. So it was also very like, whoa, like what is the universe telling us? Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, by the time I got back, she was fine. And I was like, hello, like your trauma traumatized me this is something that like, I feel like I can't just like brush off. Like I have questions. I have things like I need to make sure that you're okay because, and then, you know, I'm not okay. And Mm -hmm. things then started to happen in the podcast that got more and more difficult. Yeah. And so this is around our a hundred episode mark. So we're still moving through putting out content and just like, all right, we've Put out that fire because it's like, all right, well, she's getting a new car, mm-hmm. not going six months without, without a car this time, <laughs> and we're going to continue moving forward. Um, another piece to the puzzle was that I was really interested in figuring out how I could tap into a community where multi-hyphenate creatives felt understood and celebrated because I was going through my own identity and self-discovery journey of realizing, hey, I'm someone with a lot of different passions and I don't really know if there's anyone out there that has provided a framework of contributing to these different hobbies and passions. And so I decided to create a podcast called Multi-Hyphenate AF. And it was a play from my original clothing line, Pretty Vibes Movement, just rebranded as Multi-Hyphenate AF in hopes of eventually bringing back my clothing line, but also having this podcast. And when I had initially expressed my project idea that it wasn't even necessarily an idea at that point it was kind of like I'm really excited well it's still kind of it was an idea but it was like I'm really excited about this and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go through it with this and I that was a conversation that we had together and there you just got and explained I think, yeah I think it's fair enough too and I want to give you your your flowers because you you were bringing it to me knowing that it's like hey this is something that I had very much been a part of the journey in the sense of you were trying to find that connection and tethers back to your creative juices. Just like you were saying, a lot of your work was not fulfilling in the same way. And some of those creative projects, like it wasn't going to be going back to the brand in the way that it was. So you had spent a lot of time thinking about that and kind of doing your own self work of what, what was it going to look like to come back? So, you know, you were gracious to say, Oh, you know, I'm really in close proximity to Lexi. So, you know, I want to make sure she knows that this is where I'm at. 
Um, so I don't think it was like you were being like, this is what I'm doing. It was very much like, oh my gosh, I feel like I finally have a clear direction of where I want to take this. And I'm like such a cheerleader at heart, or I try to be in the sense of I'm like, yes, like go, go do, you know, do you like do it? You know, if you're feeling that excitement, then yes, you know, push through. And so she brought it to me and I did not have that reaction. (laughs) I was literally like icing on the cake. I think, I think I asked you immediately. I was like, are you asking me because you want my opinion opinion and you want my perspective or are you just asking to tell me and you're like I'm kind of just asking to tell you or you're like I'm kind of just telling you to tell you but if you have thoughts like of course I'm gonna think about them and I was just like yeah well if that's the case then I don't I don't really care to offer them up and I think only later I, I came back to you and was like that actually really hurts my feelings and it was more because I felt like she had really stopped in in participating in the podcast in the way that we had kind of leveled out and lined up our responsibilities. So just like Liv alluded to at the beginning, we kind of had our lanes that we thought leveraged our strengths for each other and could also really, you know, ensure the success of the podcast. So I already felt like that was faltering a little bit and I was having to step in and continue to be like, Hey, are we going to post or what are we doing with this content and stuff like that, which is not my lane. So I don't like veering into it because I am questioning if I have the right questions or answers or things like that. And that's actually a bit of a pet peeve of yours, like having to micromanage people. Yeah. I very much want people to be independent and kind of have their own interest and passion that fuels them to it. Cause otherwise like I'm just your mom, like that's annoying. I wouldn't want that for me. So the culmination of it, I think, led to me saying something along the lines of, you know, I just think it's really interesting you want to take up this project and when I don't feel like you're carrying your weight in the podcast and it makes me think, like, do you even want to do this? Right. And the it's always been, uh, I think the idea of losing the podcast has always been very heartbreaking for me mm-hmm. because I really enjoy the community that we've created yeah and you were to the point where it was like if this is where we want to leave it like I'm really proud of the work that we've done and you were like I have a good sense of when it's time to let things go Mm -hmm. and so you know you you were like I'm still in this if you're still in this yeah but I really like I don't have any more like chips to bet and I think the biggest piece of the puzzle when it came to the way that I was not able to part uh like give my 100% was my job mm-hmm. I was I've been in a role where it just hasn't highlighted my strengths I've fantasized about quitting every day <laughs> <laughs> and I've talked about it in detail with my friends any chance I get Mm -hmm. and I was looking for a way out of being in that space but it felt like every time I reached out for help within this particular role it was met with an excuse Mm -hmm. by leadership and it was just not taken seriously Mm -hmm. on top of microaggressions being in a white workspace and so there was more contributing to my 
an ability to show up that I didn't realize I was carrying at the time because I'm also someone that like when I'm really interested in something, I either give 100% or I can't give much at all. And that was a common theme that we've had. So I, I know who I live with and I work with and am in a relationship with and try really hard not to have expectations beyond that. Cause that has been a pattern where like when Liv's excited and a hundred percent in, she's a hundred percent in and you can do so much. And this was just kind of, I was also not at a place where I was at a hundred, but my default, my survival method is to power through. So similarly, like I was going through a lot at work because I had taken a leadership position that I was new to very much not primed for Definitely, surely not qualified, which in most cases, nobody is. And also, it's really important to have the social supports. And halfway into my leadership and my tenure there, really recognizing that this is not what I wanted to do. So my mentality very much shifted to, I need to be very careful of where I am picking up the pieces for people because that was costing me really like my mental load, like my physical ability to be present and I have a lot of relationships that I'm proximate to. So that was, that was something that was really like hindering me from showing up a hundred and was going to start showing up and I needed to draw very strict lines. But like Liv said, I'm just as much as committed and in love with our podcast as the next person live really. And so that was like the hardest thing. Cause I'm like, I just don't want this to fumble, but like, I'm not doing well and you're not doing well. We're kind of, you know, in discussions around what our topics are and like, what are we going to do and where are we going and things like that. We just couldn't get answers sometimes, but we were still kind of trying to push out content. Yeah. And it's also like we get to a certain point where what else is there to talk about? Like what else, like how can we go deeper? And that was something that we really yearned for, but we just could not seem to get on the same page about. So it's like, you want to talk about love and relationships. I'm like, you're the one in a relationship. So you talk about it. And I just listen. Yeah. Because there's nothing to talk about on my end. I don't have anything to contribute. I don't have anything to contribute. And then I'd be like, you'd be like, I, I, I might suggest something and I'd be like, but I feel like you're the only person that's qualified, you know? Yeah. And there, there was this kind of like lack of true partnership and collaboration. Also on top of this, there were um, responsibilities again that we had set out to have and that I specifically requested of you. Yeah. That would add on to your load to, yeah. you know, to let's say even the playing field. But I, since I was not able to recognize how burnt out I was, I would not actively contribute. And that was the like back and forth where I was very much like, okay, well, what can I take off of your plate? Cause I see that you're really like in uh, a creative lull and all these things. So then I was taking on more that was again, outside of my strength. So I was really stretching myself in that. And then I wasn't seeing a change. Mm -hmm. So we still weren't putting out certain things that we had said we were supposed to put out. We still weren't working on side projects. I think the icing on the cake for me then was when we had kind of, when I had come in and I said, after the multi-hyphenate conversation, I was like, I love that for you. And if that's what you want to do, we need to kind of self-evaluate what the commitment and responsibilities for the podcast looks like. 
And that was bold for me to say, like, I wasn't excited to do that because I just felt like we had kept coming back to that conversation over and over again. And one thing about me, I really hate repeating myself, but you got to when if the other person still isn't getting it and you're not seeing the result, then it's like, am I, maybe I need to pause and self-reflect of like, do I need to say this in a different way? How am I showing up, et cetera? So we had, you know, prioritized and said, yes, we're going to move forward with the business structure. And cause she did gaslight me just a teeny tiny bit. And again, it, I don't, you know, I don't think there was malicious intent in like all of this manipulation to really categorize as gaslight, but it was this, oh, well, I didn't think you were serious right now either. Cause I hadn't finished one of my tasks, which was to finish the business structure. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you were dragging your feet on that. So I, I decided to take a little bit of pause on my responsibilities. So I was like, okay, bet. So if I full send on this, like we're good, like we're going And so I went ahead and formalized a lot of the paperwork that we needed and things like that. And I kind of, again, there was no shifting or changing of the energy around things. And it did start to feel like, okay, well, I'm not gonna, I hate the idiom, but like be a dead horse around this. At that point, I was getting really frustrated and didn't know I didn't see it sustaining in, in a long-term way. Cause I was like, I just can't do this either, but I didn't have the words for that yet. Yeah. I mean, reflecting on it definitely brings back just like a lot of emotions and heartbreak hard. and it had to play out like that. It really did. Cause I really like wanted to be in a place where I could give it my all. And so they're like the lesson in that is really being self-aware and having more check-ins with myself to really understand like, Hey, are we okay? Because when you're burnt out from a work situation, you're constantly showing up to that same place Mm -hmm. that might be tearing you down. Mm -hmm. And when you get off of work, you don't have any energy to put towards, you know, your five to nine or like figuring that piece out. And even if I had the language, like let's say even if we had the language to express that, I think it still would have been disappointing because of our high expectations of where we saw the pot because it'd been like, bruh, not this, like <laughs> when we're finally ready. When we're finally ready, I think that's Yeah, it. That's when we're it. finally ready, like this is happening. Mm-hmm. But having the conversation of the summer hiatus and really giving us the option to opt out if we came back from it, not feeling good was an eye opener to just um, how committed we are to sustaining this practice and understanding that we are constantly going to be evolving no matter if we're living together, if we're doing the podcast or not, like, and how can we figure out new and creative ways to show up for one another, but also bring people in that are also experiencing the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Cause like they be saying, the tw- your 20s can feel like the ghetto. Like your 20s <laughs> is when you learn so much about yourself, what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. And this was really an eye opener for me, I think, in a lot of ways in understanding what my purpose and what my journey 
is going to entail. Yeah. And I agree with you that this, this conversation does bring up a lot of the emotions in like a condensed period of time. Cause need I mind you folks, we started this conversation off at the beginning of the year and the events that we're telling you happened over the course of months. So this didn't happen in a week. We had all these tough conversations. These were one-offs mixed into us doing what we were doing. Right. And, and, and I think that's part of it. When we do pause and do this kind of meta reflection, we see the cumulative effect of like, oh, dang, yeah, I could really see how in that conversation I missed an opportunity to like really be present or name my needs or state what was going on. And how the heck are you supposed to know what's coming down the line as a result of that? Or yeah, kind of that ripple effect of decisions and actions you make. And just being able to account for another person in that. Because at the same time as it may seem like, oh, dang, Liv was really putting Lexi through it. No, no, no. I was also shaking her earth because I was like, also, we're going to move. Like, I'm moving. And Mm -hmm. I had kind of was like, you can move with me again. I'm going to stay in Durham. But I'm just letting you know that that's probably going to happen. And it was very like, I don't know quite what time frame that's happening, but it's going to happen by sometime at the end of the summer, which live values a like solid date, like a deadline. And so I'm like in this ether just telling her like, oh, yeah, and by the way, like I'm we're going to uproot. I'm going to uproot my whole life, which you also have your grounding, your space, your routine in. And you're just going to have to be ready for me to come home and bring that news to you any day. Mm -hmm. So I was also shaking her ground too. And I'm not a super easy person to come to and say like, oh, what's the status of that? I'm like, oh, you know, haven't found anything. And you're like, bruh, like (laughs) you, I'm going to have to what? And so I, you know, I don't, I want to take accountability of like my piece of contributing to like the uncertainty, even outside of the podcast, but then showed up in the podcast too. Yeah, that was a huge piece. Also, I mean, I think the way that you had initially brought that to me from my recollection was not even like you can move in with me. It's like I'm moving. Yeah. It was like, so like, that's what that is. Yeah. And then only later were you like, are you moving with me? And I was like, can I? And you were like, yeah, of course. And I was like, (laughs) oh, that's not how it that's not how it came across. There was also a point of like with my job, not knowing if I was going to have to move to Atlanta or not. Yeah. And so it was like, I'm not even sure if that's going to be an option for me to move in with you. Yeah. Because I don't know what's happening with my job right now. Mm-hmm. And I might have to move back home to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So there was just, there's been, I think this entire year in my 24th year, it's been very um, in flow. Should I say <laughs> very fluid, yeah. uh, but in like a like purpose storm way. kind of way. Oh yeah, yeah, in a very like um, I think just I I don't even know the right word to describe it, but it's felt very overwhelming at times, and I'm understanding my relationship to change more than I have ever had. I, I'm, I've grown up in a very flexible manner being with two parents, not together. And I was praised as being the flexible child, but somehow when it is regarding my career, when it's regarding my, the place that I live and the friendships that I've been, you know, 
having to uproot Mm -hmm. is very like, no, why God? Like, I don't want to have to do this and Mm -hmm. I don't know how I can avoid this. And the truth is you can't really avoid it. And it's hard to move through that when you are also trying to share a message with other people, grow a platform Mm -hmm. and be in community with, you know, a long-term friend. And so what I hope people I what I hope you all can get from this is that like I said at the beginning of this episode it's not always going to look pretty your evolution to getting to the person that you envision yourself and the platform that you have especially when you're trying to run a business or do something new and get out of your comfort zone and you're doing it alongside other people it, it took me a really long time to be able to showcase the raw moments of my life with Lexi um, and that was a hump that we overcame our first year and now that the raw is exposed we're still figuring out ways to heal wounds and you know move through again the evolution that comes with being in your 20s navigating work mm-hmm. navigating relationships all of it mm-hmm. man I, I echo that and even while you were talking I just kind of had this image of a river flowing, right? Mm-hmm. And there are parts of the river that are really calm and still and serene and you can go in. And there are some parts of the river that are flowing, you know, aggressively with rocks and debris. And oftentimes you don't even see that that's going on underneath the water. And all of that together makes up the river. It's not one part of it is better or worse than the other. And that the evolution is something to be celebrated from because it means that we are changing and we are, you know, moving and interacting with our life and not just resisting that and being stagnant. And I think so much of what has been beautiful about this space is the way that we've been able to grow and evolve it alongside of you all. And so I can sit here now and have that insight and in the moments have such an appreciation for all of those hardships and those rocky points and that level of unclear, you know, lack of clarity and uncertainty, which is wild to say because y'all know that that shit is so raggedy. Like that's what we were talking about in the first episode. Like that's raggedy. Like nobody likes to stay there. Nobody likes to let that be seen. Nobody likes to have these hard conversations. Nobody likes to hurt the people that they love the most to not be giving a hundred percent to the past and projects that they love. And when you really do have a purposeful life and you commit to being, you know, intentional about what you put your time towards, what you want to get out of relationships, showing up with each other, making a priority to heal yourself, you can come back stronger from that. And I think, you know, as much as we're leaving you all in a little bit of a cliffhanger, then that was the hiatus, that that was the moment that we said, full stop, full send. We're pausing this, you know, we, whatever it is, it can't keep going in this way. You know, it was the culmination of all of that, that brought us to that halt. And, and that is kind of actually the linchpin moment of it all. When all of that energy coalesces into one, some would say chaotic moment and a lot of it will come with a lot of clarity, transformation, and a lot of answers. And I want people to see how you can reframe all of that mess and, and really find 
a beautiful direction. So I agree with you. There's life after the chaos. Uh, there's a rainbow after the storm. Yeah, all of it. I couldn't have said that better. Yeah. And we'll consider this part one of the conversation of what we've been up to, what was going on. And in the next episode, you all can expect to hear more about where we're at today, mm-hmm. what the vision is looking like. And that two months was good to us. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you about what, what we up to. Absolutely. And we're really excited to continue this journey with you all. So with that being said, we'll see you all next time. And peace, love, blessings. Bye, y'all. Bye. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the kikis. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.